to the Beyond 24 Days podcast with your host, Brooke and Ken. Beyond 24 Days is focused on healthier living by promoting whole and natural foods while supporting your local, responsible producers. You can follow us on social media at Beyond 24 Days, where we share our food ideas and recipes. And now your hosts, Brooke and Ken. Welcome to episode number four of Beyond 24 Days podcast. We do have some exciting news. If you haven't been following us on social media, then you may have missed the announcement. But Beyond 24 Days is now on iTunes. If you search podcasts in iTunes and look for Beyond 24 Days, we are the only result that pops up. So we're pretty happy about that. So if you could do us one favor and leave some comments and some feedback and rate our show, we'd greatly appreciate that. So moving right into it, with Thanksgiving only being two days away, there's a lot of things that we wanted to discuss. And I think where we left off is we were going to talk about clean eating while traveling on the road and also holiday meals with family members outside of your home. Whether that means cleaning up your own meal if you're the one doing the cooking or ways to learn to control yourself and not go overboard during that holiday meal if you're going to somebody else's house. We would like to give you some of the tips that helped us to get through the holiday season last year without making too many mistakes. So if you're preparing the meals, I mean, I'm not really the cook, so I guess this is where Brooke can jump in, interject with her thoughts. But I know when it comes to making mashed potatoes, for instance, instead of using heavy milks and creams, you can use just almond milk. And instead of regular white potato, you can use sweet potato. Also, I like to cut out the butter in the potatoes, and I'll just add a few tablespoons of olive oil, and everything seems to whip up just the same and just as good. Oh, and add some cinnamon into those sweet potatoes. Cinnamon makes the holidays. I think another great way to clean things up is last year for Christmas Eve, we experimented, and instead of eating the congealed cranberry sauce that everybody just faithfully buys every Thanksgiving, we decided to go ahead and make our own, and it only had about three or four very simple ingredients in it. Cranberries, oranges, a very small amount of sugar and water, and it was by far the most amazing cranberry sauce I had ever made, and it was enjoyed by everybody. I liked it. I like everything. I like most things. I'm not very picky. You can see why this podcast is so successful. I just like everything. But another thing, too, is when it comes to meat, if you're not really particular about dark meats, for instance, if you have chicken or turkey, you can buy just the breast meat. So you can also reduce the amount of meat that you're using and animal products in general just by going with the smaller, a little bit more refined cuts. And something I've noticed just from doing the bulk of the grocery shopping for our house is if you're a family who likes stuffing versus mashed potatoes, if you like to stuff your turkey, it is really hard to find a pre-packaged whole grain bread cube. You can find cornbread and white bread that has tons of seasoning in it, but to find a whole grain bread cube is really hard. So if you're going to go for a cleaner Thanksgiving meal, my suggestion is to go buy some fresh baked whole grain bread seeded and just cut it up into cubes and let that dry out yourself and make your own stuffing yeah another thing too is uh, if you look at the sodium content on a lot of the prepackaged stuffings they have a lot of sodium packed in there which leads to bloat and just makes you feel 
heavy and not all that healthy. So that's a major thing. When it comes to making your own, you can reduce the amount of processing ingredients, such as sodium. And everybody thinks of Thanksgiving, and one of the first vegetable sides that comes to mind is like a green bean casserole. But that's just beans smothered in cream of mushroom soup. My suggestion is to get out there to a farmer's market or even just the grocery store and get some great fall produce. Lightly roast it with a couple um, seasonings on it and some olive oil and they make for a great side. Some great fall vegetables that are really plentiful and very good this time of year are cauliflowers, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbages, and turnips. I think the point behind that is don't be afraid to be daring. And that's the other good point that Brooke brings up is we're pretty fortunate in the fact that we have farmers markets and local farms that are readily available to us. But if you don't have that, the grocery store isn't a bad option. I mean, if that's all you have, then by all means, go for it. Right. And I'm not saying don't get green beans and don't get carrots, but look for different and healthier ways to cook them. If you're going to go with green beans as an option, a great way to cook them is to throw them in a saute pan with a little bit of low sodium chicken broth or vegetable broth, a couple cloves of garlic and just boil away. It gives them so much flavor without adding so much sodium or, or adding a processed soup on top of that vegetable. I think we mentioned it before too. The more colorful your plate is, the better it is for you. And one thing that I neglected to share in the last podcast um, in regard to colorful fruits and vegetables, a really great resource that we kind of saw as our Bible at the very beginning uh, was a really great book by Joe Robinson called Eating on the Wild Side. It basically lists all the different types of fruits and vegetables and the phytonutrients and the awesome amazing properties that those fruits and vegetables have. So a really great resource and where you can find all this is on a website called eatwild.com. You can put in your zip code and it'll list local sustainable farms and produce vendors that are near you that you can check out. Can't say enough about that, so I highly recommend it. And that website was eatwild.com. So anyway, these are just some of the tips that we have found when you're preparing your own meal. Uh, ways that you can make it more clean. If you're going to be traveling like us this holiday season and visiting with friends and family that you want to try to make sure you don't go overboard, here are some of the things that we have found that helped us. And one of the major things was double up on vegetables. Make sure at least half of your plate is filled with vegetables. Go for a decent portion size of turkey breast meat. And if you're going to go for potatoes and stuffing, that's fine. Just make sure it's a, a moderate size portion. But I try and steer away from gravy. I usually find the more vegetables I go with, the more, the more satisfied that I feel at the end of the meal. And also, if you do a moderate size portion of the protein, um, that also helps keep you full as well. I usually try to avoid the really complex starchy carbs. I don't avoid them completely. I just try to make sure I focus more on the fibrous carbs like vegetables. And let's be honest with ourselves, it is Thanksgiving, so you are going to want to go back for that slice of pumpkin pie for dessert. So would you rather overload on mashed potatoes and gravy and cranberry sauce, or would you like to save some room and 
feel okay with having that pie for dessert. Talking to me because I feel like you're looking right at me when you say that. Because I don't know what a moderate slice of pumpkin pie is. I only know one slice, and that is amazing. But all joking aside, moderation is key. And moderation is how you define it, I suppose. It's kind of hard to really put a specific figure on things, which I know is difficult because when you talk about you know, clean eating and this whole new lifestyle, everybody kind of wants to know specific portions, but it's all off of how you feel. Because let's be honest, you know, I've been there. You eat that huge plate of food, your portion sizes are a little bit more than average, and you just go away, you just feel super heavy, and you don't really feel right. So it's a fine balance. Make sure you don't hit that point of where you feel so bloated that you can't move. Well, and I can say, just from getting through the holidays last year, if you can successfully get through this meal without feeling like you want to wear sweatpants for a week and crawl into a hole and sleep for another week, you've successfully made it through Thanksgiving without going overboard. Also, if you're like us and you'll be traveling to visit with family over the holidays, you'd probably be tempted to grab food on the run. And this is one thing that I don't know if we'd mentioned on a previous podcast, but we gave up fast food, meaning that Wendy's or McDonald's or Burger King at the end of the turnpike on our stop is no longer a destination on our travels. We tend to bring our own meals. It's pretty easy to do. You can pack ahead of time. As long as you properly plan for the trip, it makes it a lot easier. So, I mean, for instance, we'll just take like peanut butter jelly sandwiches or a bag of carrots, something to snack on, nuts, lar bars, you name it. Yeah, because when you decide to stop at a Wawa, sometimes you can make the most disastrous moves. You just go in for a coffee and you come out with a bag full of food. And Slurpees, which, you know, <laughs> that's doesn't help. So we try and pre-plan. I always have a bag of snacks packed, and even for the kids, we'll attempt to bring our own drinks. We'll have bottles of water, bottles of seltzer, so that there is just no need for us to stop anywhere along our travels, unless it's to use the bathroom. That's true. And that's another thing, too, is, you know, everyone says, oh, the kids, you know, oh, we can't give up fast food because our kids love fast food. Our kids missed it maybe for a couple months, and every so often we would pass by and they would say, hey, how come we don't eat there anymore? And we just explained to them that that wasn't real food, that we wanted to eat real food. And you know what? It's been over a year now, almost two years, and they haven't asked for it ever since. So if we're doing something right, maybe we did one thing right there with no fast food. Well, I think this is probably a good point for us to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to try to change things up a little bit, talk about a book recommendation that I have, and then we'll go to my favorite part, What's Cooking with Brooke? Welcome back, and we are going to start with a new segment. Ken is always reading. He's always got a new book coming to the house, or he's always listening to a book. So we'd like to incorporate his picks. A good read for you. Ken's picks? Ken's picks. Is that what we're going to name this segment? Sure. All right, Ken's picks. The book that I am reading now, well, listening to, is The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and in Business. The book uses a series of habit stories to convey its message. Basically, it talks about the 
power of habit, how you can identify habits, whether they're good or bad, and what you can do to try to reverse them. So fast forwarding to where Brooke and I, well not fast forwarding, I guess it'd be rewinding. Rewinding to before Brooke and I started this whole journey, I looked at some of our habits that were horrible for us, but something that we did basically out of boredom. Brooke worked retail, so sometimes, well, basically every weekend she would have to work late. Night shift. Night shift. So when she would come home, she would usually call me and say, hey, um, you know, I'm hungry. What do you want to eat? I'm going to stop and grab some fast food. And so I'd give her my order and she would bring home fast food. And this just became habitual. She would come home from work, stop, get fast food, come home, her and I would talk and eat fast food and then go right to sleep. So this became a bad habit. And looking back at it now, she was at a job where she was working retail. She was interacting with people. There was a lot of stimulus. At the end of her shift, she was wide awake, ready to come home. I was getting ready to go to bed. So there was a big difference there. She would come home and be amped up and I was tired and ready for bed. She wasn't ready for bed yet. So we would sit and talk for a while. And eventually that just became a you know boredom. So she would incorporate fast food. So after work, fast food, it would satisfy that boredom. It would satisfy that stimulus and help her come home. And that was sort of our routine for ending the evening. And it's just one of those bad habits that people fall into. And so without going into credible detail, the book uses a lot of different examples and talks about all these different habits and ways that you can help combat them. So, you know, for instance, if you snack at work while you're bored, one, it's always good if you bring healthy snacks. But two, why are you bored? Why are you snacking? And that's where the book kind of takes a look at, you know, what's going on, helps you identify ways that you can overcome this. So if you're bored, if you're bored, if you're at work and you're bored, rather than snack, maybe you get up and you walk for five minutes or you do some other routine to help break it. And one of the other things, it seems sort of elementary, but it also goes back to proper planning. When you don't properly plan your days, when you don't visualize your days ahead of time, this is what usually leads to disaster, you sort of falling off the wagon and making poor choices. And that's a huge thing that Brooke and I were able to sit down and do together was properly plan our meals ahead of time, properly plan our days ahead of time so we know what to expect. Growing up, I mean, no fault of my parents, but my mom kind of flies by the seat of her pants. And that's one thing that I love about my mom is because she is as spontaneous as they come. But for me, when it came to food, this is horrible because when you're spontaneously making food choices, you're making horrible choices. And these can lead to habits later on in life. You know, not trying to get away from the book, but one of the things that we definitely try to do are plan out our days ahead of time. And one of the things that we have developed is a routine, a habit that I have. So I try to get up and force myself every morning to run. And when I say I force myself to run, it's not that I don't like running. I'm trying to form a new habit of getting up and going for a run. So sometimes, I don't know if this is just me or if all runners do this, sometimes I'll sleep in my running shorts, get up in the morning, put on socks and shoes and a shirt, and I'll go for my run, or I'll put my clothes beside the bed. I come home from my run and our morning routine is breakfast, usually a breakfast shake or pancakes, uh, protein pancakes or something like that. 
Brooke and I will talk about our, our days ahead of time, get the kids ready for school, and off I go to work. While I'm going into work, I usually try to visualize my day ahead of time, how I want my day to go. It just has an overall powerful impact, and routines play a huge deal in this. And that's why it's good to develop good habits, to make good choices, because when you develop a good habit, it just brings on further success. And to sort of end on an ending note, that's where the that's kind of the spot where I'm at in the book now, is there's sort of this butterfly effect in these different studies that they've done. You know, all around just a really good book. So if you have a chance to check it out, it is called The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and in Business. Okay, well that was a mouthful. I am done talking. Let's go to my favorite segment, What's Cooking with Brooke? Brooke, what's cooking? Last week, we had some amazing meals. And I think I'm going to start with the two meatless meals that we had last week. They actually were both uh, Asian, Chinese, takeout-inspired which is a great thing because I find the more I'm daring and cook Asian-inspired meals, the less we tend to order out because we used to order a lot of Chinese food. So I, I find that we are definitely not ordering as much now that I'm able to create these meals. So our meatless Monday meal was General Tso's chickpeas. It was just canned chickpeas with an amazing homemade General So sauce on top of that. And it was made along with a stir fry of red peppers, broccoli, and asparagus tips. And I paired that with brown rice. What'd you think about that one? Uh, Meatless Monday is by far becoming my favorite night of the week. And the fact that we've also started increasing the amount of meatless meals. The next meal I made was a hot and sour soup. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. It's not that it was bad for me. It was just a little too far out of my spice range. But, I mean, it was great. I, I was really proud of myself the way it turned out. It looked just like the soup that you would get from the Chinese restaurant. It was a chicken broth-based soup that was filled with tofu and bamboo shoots and shiitake mushrooms. It wasn't a completely vegan meal because at the end you did add an egg while the soup was still cooking. So it gave it that little bit of scrambled egg effect when the soup was done. It was good. It was just a little too far off my spice range. It does have sambal or like a sriracha paste and uh, a lot of white pepper in it. Having lived with Brooke for over 12 years and knowing her cooking style, that was by far the spiciest meal I think she has ever prepared, ever prepared for us. And I, I wasn't ready for it. And uh, I just dove right into it, thinking uh, you know nothing of it. And let me tell you, that thing is a nostril cleaner. That, that will clean out your nasal cavities like you wouldn't believe. It was really good. Don't get me wrong. I, I really did enjoy it. But it is super spicy. Moving on to our next meal, I'd like to talk about our salmon power bowls, which was not a bowl that was filled with rice or couscous, but it was actually a salad. So the bottom was filled with spinach greens, and on top was a grilled salmon filet. There was grilled zucchini that I lightly seasoned with Mrs. Dash. I then added some shredded carrots, um, a handful of sunflower seeds to each bowl, and a nice handful of raspberries. We topped that with a Vidalia onion vinaigrette. 
it was super super failing i thought and it was super hearty too i, I just i just loved it it had so many different elements to it with the seeds and the and the salmon and the sauce it just was an all-around pretty awesome meal the next meal that we made this week is a turkey meatball with a roasted red pepper sauce. We laid that on top of a bed of whole grain linguine and served it with a chopped salad for the side. Also another really great meal that the kids enjoyed. The turkey meatballs were filled with spinach and uh, gluten-free panko breadcrumbs. Yeah, it was a pretty good meal. In fact, the, um, the red pepper sauce was awesome. In fact, it was really good. Well, on top of that linguine, it just, you know, negated the need for any sort of red tomato sauce at all. Yeah, it was a great change of pace from the regular spaghetti sauce. So the last meal that we would like to talk about that we made this past week was such a great change from eating a regular hamburger. We decided to make a shrimp burger. So the food processor was definitely our friend for this. It seemed a little bit more overwhelming to make than it was. They turned out to be pretty simple. Everything just got ground up in the food processor. The pound of shrimp, the vegetables, and then we just added a little bit of extra ingredients to a bowl and pan fried them. Yeah, it turned out pretty good. I actually was a little skeptical because I wasn't sure how well the, the shrimp was going to cook. Because typically, you know, shrimp, usually boil it or cook it in like a stir fry. And this was just pan frying. So a little different change, but it was a welcome change. It was definitely awesome. They were amazing. Uh, we paired that with some of our favorite chips, uh, Terra vegetable chips, and I made a delicious fruit salad for the side. That was so good that I'm looking forward to next week. So what do we have on tap for next week? So our Monday, Meatless Monday meal. Meatless is, Monday! <laughs> is going to be lentil stuffed red cabbage leaves. So it's going to be a play on your, your typical stuffed cabbage. So instead of ground beef, they're going to be stuffed with lentils. I'm already loving it. And Tuesday is going to be your favorite. We're going to have a bowl meal. Uh, yes. Chili lime chicken fajita salad bowls. I have died and gone to heaven. We do have to skip two meals at home this week because like Ken said, we are traveling this week, Wednesday night and Thursday. So when we get back home on Friday, it's going to be back to clean eating again. And we're going to be having a lemon garlic tuna burger. Ah. Saturday, I'm going to make you cook the tofu for a change. We're going to have a sofritas tofu bowl. That's oh, another bowl. This is like, uh, man, oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm in heaven right now. I just love, I don't know if you guys can't tell or not, but I love all the different bowl meals. I just love how it's all these flavors just packed into one. Oh, it's just so good. And I haven't made a soup for a while, which seems a little blasphemous for me. It is getting cold out, yeah. So I let, Are you feeling okay? I let our okay. son look through my different soups, and he got to pick the next soup, which is going to be a purple potato soup. We're going to pack those phytonutrients in there. Ah, well, hey, that sounds wonderful. And we want to wish all of you guys a very happy holidays. Uh, Safe travels to anybody out there traveling. Definitely, and definitely don't overdo it on the pumpkin pie. Like, I'm sure I will, and I will probably report my shame later. But, you know, I'll mask it. I'll run, you know, 10,000 miles between now and then. So, oh, also, speaking of running, Brooke and I will be doing a turkey trot run Thanksgiving morning. So, so, uh, keep us in your thoughts, and have a really great holiday, and thanks for joining us, guys. See ya! See ya!